Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Pay, jury, daily, dot com. Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Oh, man. Con month. Con month. Defcon was great. Uh, thank you. We had a few I had a few people come on up to the uh, Hack 5 booth where I was and say hello. Uh, I was very happy to uh, to see it. I'm starting to become a little bit more studied in, in how different some of the cons are. Gen Con was very, very, very different in its vibe from DEF CON. In fact, DEF CON has is, is got a vibe that I don't know if I have ever experienced before at a con. It's a, it's, it's a little, I mean, I don't know if aggressive is the way to say it. It's got an energy to it, though, that was very interesting. Part of it's Vegas, right? So you got everybody kind of, you know, letting it hang. Doing a lot of partying, doing a lot of drinking. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, of fun and frivolity to be had. In comparison, Gen Con is not quite that, right? Gen Con, like any con, you're going to spend a lot of time at the lobby bar, but, you know, downtown Indianapolis is not quite the Strip. And indeed, we were on the Strip at the Bally's Hotel and Casino, one of the older properties there, but right across the street from Caesar's Palace. Some of the newer stuff, like the Cosmo. But it was remarkable to kind of see the cross section that defcon brings about because on one hand it's like you know you, you go into the hotel uh, elevator and you see the, the the do computer crime stickers that somebody put up there but then on the other hand you literally have people from you know <laughs> people are flashing their military uh, uh, identification or their uh, uh, you know, intelligence identification at the Hack 5 booth so they can get 10% off a rubber ducky, which is one of the products they sell. So it's like there is just this element of connection of, you know, and not to be a shill for Hack 5, who I worked for or worked with, but it is like techno lust. Trust your techno lust is the Hack 5 slogan. And indeed, I think that's what brings everybody together is this fascination with systems and taking it apart and putting it together and using it for, you know, whatever you want. It was also good to go and see the ice cream social boys. Good God. We, oh man, we recorded like five hours worth of stuff. In fact, I think one of the episodes is out now. And then the other one is a bank episode that will be played God knows when, but holy crap, holy crap, does, uh, uh, they have such a weird energy that I just, I just love, I love to be a part of, and and then we got to spend a little bit of time 
In fact, I don't know whether or not they're going to tell this story on the show. I hope they do. But I'll tell you guys. Very fun moment last night. So last night, DEFCON's already done. I'm meeting with Brian, Mizzoula, and uh, Jacob, the audio guy. And we're waiting for Matt Donnelly to get done with Piff so we can go meet back at Matt Donnelly's house and just all chill. So we uh, split up. I'm going to ride with Jacob. And Brian and Mizzoula are going to go in in Mizzoula's car to go meet at Donnelly's place. So we get out there and we're getting into Jacob, the audio guy's car. And well, actually, no, before that, we go to the valet valet uh, uh, paying the valet. And he's like, hey, do you have a kill switch in your car? Like, No. He's like, oh, because like we tried to move it and we couldn't. It's like, all right. So we go over, try to start the car. Car won't start. Like, and it's, and nothing is going. So they're like, oh, okay, well, cool. Well, we, uh, don't worry, we, we got it taken care of. And they bring out what I would describe as kind of the largest iPhone battery you've ever seen. And it's got jumper cables on it. And in my mind, I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't know we were quite there with battery tech. I didn't know we were quite there. Now, I know that there are advancements being made all the time, and and although it does seem like a leap, I've certainly never seen anything like this before, it is a little bit, uh, I mean, it feels like this is the right time. This is about the time where somebody's going to be able to jump a car with a phone, you know, with with some kind of off-the-market or off-the-rack sort of battery. They try it. They plug it. You know, they, they hook it up to there and uh uh you know it just kind of sits there now this brick right it's it's it looks fancy as hell man they got a little diagnostic window on it i can't really see what the hell's happening on there because it's in an inconvenient location but these guys and by the way all of these valets are like 19 right they're like 19 to 23 they are all kids so it's at this point that jacob starts to get a little bit annoyed now, Jacob is a very patient guy. He works in show business. He has to think on his feet. There is a, a high ticket price that is uh, uh, put out for the for you know the absinthe show that he works on, and he has to make sure that everything technically is going according to plan. And that part of that means keeping a very level head. And indeed, that's what he's doing here. But he's starting to lose it a little bit. There's already started to be a little bit, uh, some cracks in the facade as he suggests, hey, can we just get another car out here? Can I just jump it with another car instead of the battery? And they're like, no, 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 no. We swear this works. Now, something that I neglected to inform you guys is that one of the valet guys is obviously the kind of alpha, right? He's the QB1 of this crew. And I'm going to refer to uh, refer to him from this point on as John Wayne because he was swaggering. So John Wayne, when he uh, is is looking to apply the iPhone battery to the, uh, the 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 battery terminal on the car, he removes this panel that has some thumb screws on it. And initially, I think he's being so cavalier with these thumb screws that I assume that they're kind of embedded in the case. If you know what I'm talking about, that sometimes uh, uh, it, you know the screws are so small that they can't actually pop out of the casing itself 
so you can just kind of, you know, rip through them, blah, blah, blah. They were not. And so two of these thumb screws are now lost because they have fallen through the, the engine block. Eventually, we all get tired of just kind of looking at this iPhone battery connected to the, to the car. Nothing is happening. And they keep recommending. There's these little moments in time where these 19-year-olds are recommending to, to Jacob, uh, like, oh, do me a favor. Close your door. Close your door. Make sure that there's no other thing that's going to be draining on the battery when you try to turn it on. And there's just, again, Jacob, very, very calm man. Very, very, uh, 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 you know, together. He's not going to lose his head. That's not him. <laughs> so eventually he just suggests Hey, can, again, can we please get another car? John Wayne answers uh, Can't use mine, it's new 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 So do you think that this car that is dead Is going to give your new car car aids? Do you think that it's going to worsen the health of the battery? <laughs> this is gets things into a bit of a weird situation you know we're, we're kind of ratcheting things up the tension is building finally one of the guys uh, uh suggests he says uh, volunteers to bring his car up and folks when i tell you this thing is a beater it is a beater i would not be surprised in fact i would be shocked if this was not this man's first car Brings his little pickup truck on up, opens up the hood, connects uh, connects the the jumper cables, puts them on Jacob's car, and instantly everything turns on, including Jacob's windshield wipers, which Jacob now indulging himself in just a bit of pettiness says, "Hmm, somebody turned on my windshield wipers." <laughs> So this is the moment that I, that rings out into my head because I've known Jacob, I've hung out with Jacob, I've drank with Jacob. He's a very, very good guy, and again, level-headed. And I have met fun Jacob. I've met show Jacob. I have never yet met very angry Louisiana Jacob. This is a man who does not suffer fools gladly. And after going through this entire thing, wherein he was repeatedly told that this iPhone battery is going to uh, charge his car, that uh, uh, he had a kill switch on his car somewhere, all these kind of slings and arrows, uh, uh, finally when they do the thing that he had asked them to do initially, everything takes care of itself. And John Wayne swaggers one more time up to the car. As soon as his car starts going, starts turning on, Jacob's car starts turning on, so he goes to remove the charging cables at which point i see for the first time louisiana jacob and he gets right out of his car comes stomping on over and says listen put it down put it down leave them connected john wayne says well you know i i i think it's your alternator he's like i don't care leave the goddamn battery charging for five seconds john wayne screws off never to be seen again Jacob tips the kid who actually brought his beater car out there. God bless him. But we still need to figure out the thumb screws. So Jacob says, okay, do me a favor. I'm going to pull up the car a little bit. 
You go ahead and look under where the engine would be. Let's find these thumb screws. So he does. Only to find out that in bouncing around in the Bally's Valet area, the thumb screws that had been cavalierly ripped out by this John Wayne swaggering 19-year-old valet man had fallen right under the tire of the car and he had run over both of the thumb screws beyond any kind of recognition. So that was fun. It's the Leo DiCaprio movie that you will never see if Leo DiCaprio has his way. That's the story from the New York Post. Once upon a time in Hollywood, two stars on the rise made a movie with their pals, then fiercely fought for decades to keep it from seeing the light of day. Those actors, now worldwide superstars, were Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire, and the film is Don's Plum, an ad-libbed mid-1990s indie film that has been banned from ever being shown in the U.S. or Canada. Don's Plum was a group of friends saying, let's all make a movie. One of the flick's producers, Dale Wheatley, recently told The Post, in many ways, it was a love letter to our friends. Though rumors and articles have circulated about Don's Plum over the years, court document footages of uh, depositions from the actor, Images and other materials obtained exclusively by The Post tell the full story of the movie DiCaprio and Maguire never want you to see. Shot over six days between July 95 and March 96 in Clerks-style black and white, it tells the story of a group of 20-something guys who gather every Saturday night at a Los Angeles diner. The film is named after Each with a New Girl. In it, DiCaprio plays a rude, standoffish Derek whose standout lines are, do you girls masturbate at all? And I'll fucking throw a bottle at your face, you goddamn whore. He then does throw a glass at Amber Benson of Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer fame in a cringe-inducing scene meant to scare the actress away from the set. McGuire's character, meanwhile, in one scene, which was cut from the final version of the film at his behest, reveals his unusual masturbation habits. The characters the stars portray are not necessarily who they really are, said Todd Beckman, one of the producers. But of course, everything's so free-flowing, it seems so natural that an audience is going to look at it, look at DiCaprio, look at McGuire, and say, oh, that's who they really are. Now, this has been uh, uh, attempted to be kept out of public light by way of a lawsuit, specifically a 1998 suit, which resulted in the film being banned in the country, the DiCaprio and McGuire said it was because they never meant for the film's school-like project to be a feature film at all. In the aftermath, uh, DiCaprio moved to unimaginable fame and star-studded projects, and McGuire got his big break as Spider-Man. But the others involved, like Wheatley, had to live with the fallout, ruined careers, destroyed friendships, divorce, and thoughts of suicide. It's a really crazy story. Although it does remind me of one time, uh, there is a movie that David that uh, David Copperfield is in, that uh, he uh, he spent much time and effort to try and buy all copies, so he could not have it see the light of day. 
I believe it's Terror Train. I think it is. But that was actually released. This was never released. Although at some point, someone's going to post this thing on the internet, right? At some point, there someone's going to put it on the internet. <laughs> You can always email the show, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Dan writes, hey, Justin, I can't believe that you missed the perfect product name for your dog-enhanced cocaine from the episode with Brian on Thursday. How could you miss cocaine I told this to, I read this email to Brian because I got it while I was hanging out with him. And... Uh, he was he he like me was appalled that we had missed uh, uh, something so clear so obvious. All right, I uh, want to thank everybody who makes this show the Jan non-specific uh, rock and roll Martian Stephen Will James the OG Brito Will and Chris. I want to thank everybody who is on our Discord, bit.ly slash jury discord, including MacBook Pro, who got us our jury story today. You can follow me, Twitter and Instagram, at Justin R. Young. And of course, go to payjurydaily.com to be a supporter of this show financially. But until next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, telling you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, Please don't die. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>